Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to the What Hip Hop Questions, Legends, and Lists. My name is Mouse Jones, and with me is my sister, my home dog, Nyla Simone. And home dog. Us- I like that. Home dog? Home dog. Oh my God, he's just making up words today. I Go just ahead. Felt, I felt like that was like all inclusive. <laughs> I, I only want to do inclusive. My speech. home dog. <laughs> like, there's, there's no gender connected to that. Anyone could be my home dog. I'm not offended. It's just, that was a unique word. Like, sister is pretty gender specific, Sis, right? I mean, but I am your sister. You I do identify as a girl. Pronouns is she, Boys. her. So, I mean, huh? Boys. Nigga, don't fucking play with me. <laughs> Helping us through this is our producers, D Block, Darren, and what are you doing? This is D Block. Mighty, mighty boom, 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 boom. Hey, d comes to the camera, hit a two-step. Uh, no? Gonna do, what? Gonna oh, God. And, of course, <laughs> our man, A. King, legend in this podcast game. Legend. Oh, A. King, I don't have no beat for you. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I, feel, I, feel I opened like, up the space for you to eat anymore. I, I couldn't think of nothing. Uh, eat the beat? Oh, that's just... You try to be childish. Yeah, I ain't trying to do that today. You try to be We're already beefing over other shit. I'm still mad about all the shirt comments from the other episode. But anyway... What? No, 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 no. Let's, let's address so, this no. right now. Let's use five <laughs> seconds to address this right now. What shirt comments are you upset about? Because everybody gave you compliments on your shirt all Yeah, day. but it just was like... Your, it, it started off as a compliment and then it started... And then it turned into something else. And you know how you do. You know yourself. Why is it me? You know yourself. There was three other people. Like, I'm here. not here to talk about tracks today. I'm here to talk about mixtapes. I like that. All right, let's talk about them. Let's talk about it. So, um, one of the best albums to drop last mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. easily, is mm-hmm. Tyler the Creator's. Absolutely. Call me Call if me you if get, get lost. lost. Yeah. Which was hosted by DJ Drama, which I feel like this is the first album Drama has hosted, right, for another artist. Oh yeah, because I was like, he did his. Gangsta he did Girls, his own. He did his Gangsta Girls album. Yeah, but this is the first the time. Gangsta Girls album needs more love than it gets. Definitely needs more love as an album. Gangsta Girls that Gangsta Girl album is fire. Yeah, 
Now, drama has always had, like, aside from the other DJs who are known in this industry, to me, my favorite thing about drama is his ear. Like, as an A&R. Talk, talk to me about it. I mean, Uzi. Yep. Jack Harlow. Yep. He helped break GZTI. Gucci. Gucci. Yeah. Wayne was already Wayne, but I mean, he still did mad uh, tapes. Yeah, I was about to say, I think that's the, yeah, even though Wayne being Wayne, I don't think Wayne is Wayne without the drama tapes. Um, because you think all about right. it. You think Wayne about, was already Wayne, though. Not really. He was. Not really what the dedication, right? Because those tapes came out before Carter 3. Wayne was already. Before Carter 2. Are you sure? Pretty sure. I have him on my phone. All right, all right. It, it doesn't even matter. Wayne, all his accolades, drama has a great ear. So I think it's super dope to see him and Tyler going on tour. And it kind of just for the nostalgia aspect is like, damn, I grew up listening to mixtapes. So seeing them do that was super fly. Yeah. And I think uh, I think one thing about it is the evolution of mixtapes, right? Yeah. Mixtapes went from being something that was just traded amongst, you know, people that were learning this new barbershops not even barbershops like you know not even make it being funny like darren and a king could probably remember like early early onset of hip-hop mixtapes being like literally recorded on tape cassette tapes and being passed around and sold mm -hmm. that way like uh i think back i think back to that to the movie juice right mm -hmm. um early on um when q comes up to uh when old boy comes up to q and is like yo you got that tape for me I got Shorty coming over. Um, and he's like, yeah, it's, it's 10. He was like, what? He says 10. And then he's like, he's like, uh, $10? It was just five. He was like, did you get your Jimmy wax? <laughs> he was like, my mother waxes the silver silverware in my house. Yo, what? He <laughs> <laughs> was just showing you how important these tapes were right. to hip hop and like furthering the agenda of hip hop, getting more people involved in it. Yeah. To see it go from that to then seeing artists take, you know, not even artists, see DJs really put their stamp on it and, and push it as a brand and brand themselves through the mixtape. Kid Capri, a legend. Yep. A legend. Kid Capri doing these, you know, he, he's he, the famous Stephanie Mills breakbeat. Uh, you know, it, like Kid Capri doing it. Clue doing it. Yep. Um, I mean, at that time, you know, even Flex. Like, who so, kid? Who kid? Like, all these people. Envy. See, there's a lot, yeah. There's like, there's so many DJs that branded themselves through their mixtapes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think that I think that's so dope. And then to watch the evolution to where, you know, you get to a certain point where the artist starts to take hold of that. Yeah. And you have you got you know I don't think anybody revolutionized the mixtape the way that G Unit did. Fifty and G mm. all the G Unit radios and pop like. 50 said, oh, I can't get in. All right, I'm going to release this. And like, there's a certain fluidity and um, autonomy that the mixtape allowed him to do because there was no rules to it. It's yeah. not an album. There's no rules to it. I can, I can say what I want. I can do what I want. I can release it how I want. Right. Um, Even to what you were talking about off air, you know, for a few years, uh, we fast forward a few years, Gucci Man is releasing two mixtapes every Friday. That's nuts. Yeah. Content overload. Flooding the streets. The early the early days before the internet, flooding yeah. the streets and, and people had to get their hands on it. You know what I mean? So to see, you know, to even talk about that beginning and to like see how the mixtape has, you t Tyler, we're talking about Tyler. His album was done like, like a, a Gangsta Grill yeah. mixtape 
with drama, talking, cash, shit. And that shit came out of nowhere. I was it, not expecting. That's the best part about it. And another great thing about mixtapes is how you can use sampling. You can use other beats. You don't got to go through the clearances. So if you're feeling the record, you can just put it out without going through all the extras of getting A guy like him. And, and like, it's so beautiful the what the mixtape became because it became a way for someone, uh, uh, an artist who may be like critically acclaimed and maybe didn't have like a really good major label debut. Um, the mixtape gave them a chance to redeem themselves to their audience. Yeah, right? what? Which, which I think is so dope. Like you look at like you look at a guy like Wale. We know he's a friend of mine, but I started out as a fan, yep. right? And you talk about a guy like Wale who releases an. An album I love, but you know the masses did not love his attention deficit album. Yeah, the, the, the some of the core fans felt he went away from what got him got him here. Yeah, what did he what did he do? More about nothing. More about nothing. In my opinion, the greatest mixtape of mixtapes. Seinfeld. The greatest mixtape of mixtapes. You, I will put that mixtape against anyone mixtape. And you, I don't think you find a better easily one. Easily a top three mixtape of all time. And he redeemed himself. Yeah. And then put him in a better position and then go sign with Ross, and the MMG, and then, you know, take his career where it's been now, where he, you know, every time he releases a record, it's it does well at radio. And same thing happened with Cole, too. He talks exactly. about it in, um, what's that? Love Yours, Truly Yours True. tapes. Yes, the Truly, oh and my the, God. In the, in the Cole Summer yeah. record, though, he yes. talks about how he had to drop Friday Night Lights because Rock Nation was nervous about dropping him. They didn't want to put the bag behind him if you don't really got no strong fan base. So, he dropped the classic Friday Night Lights and that shit. And Cole is another guy who, no matter how I feel about the specific project, Cole does a very good job of making all his albums feel like a mixtape. The only album I felt didn't feel like a mixtape was um, the debut album. Sideline Story felt like an album. It felt like a major label album. Yeah. But when you yeah. get into Born Center, if we're just talking about the, the, the major label, if we're just talking about his major label releases, like those albums were... Uh, done in the way he did all his mixtapes. You understand what I'm saying? Enough, that's enough. So today we got a very special guest in the building. That's a fact. If there was a Mount Rushmore of DJs, this guy would definitely be on there. Somebody that I look up to and has mentored me. We got DJ Clue. The game. All right, so um, today we're just going to talk about the legacy of mixtapes. And of course, we can't have this conversation without bringing you up. So we want to talk about how you got into DJing. Um, I used to I used to rap, so you know what I'm saying? That's like really how I got into DJing, man. Like I was like, you know, doing music and stuff like that. And then I decided I like to be a little more behind the scenes than, you know, the actual artist. So what was the rap name? Drama. MC Drama. What? Ain't no way. That's yeah. <laughs> ironic and funny. <laughs> you know, I told Drama that too, and he's like, Word? I'm like, yeah, that was my rap name. MC Drama. But what was the thing that led to you saying, like, yeah, I'm going to go behind the scenes? Like, was that battle? Apollo? Nah. I just think everybody nah, goes I, to the Apollo. I, That's I, what you think? I think I just fell in love with the music side of it, like being mm. creative and stuff mm. like that. So I think I just fell in love with Being able to see music a different way. Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right, I respect Were that. Were you always, so once you jumped in DJing, Automatically, did you jump into the mixtape side of things? Were you the guy recording the songs, putting it on a tape, mass recording the tapes? And, and, and oh yeah, I did everything. I did everything. Fire. So I made sure I learned how to do everything. So uh, I, I, I always feel like uh, when you try to skip steps, it's like you're always gonna be missing something. Right, right, right. Element. So you know, what I mean, I do a little bit of everything. 
Now, for those who don't know, you're from Queens, but what was your upbringing like? Because I know in the early 90s, hip hop wasn't really like the safest, nor was it really like nor did people really know what it was. So like, did it you get pushed back? It might be a little back? more dangerous now, man. I ain't gonna even lie to you. <laughs> because I mean, at least back then, like it was, you no know, people would, you know, fist fight. Now it's right. like everybody want to quick to grab their gun. So it's like, what, what, were artists as uh, sensitive about their rap and about their whole personas back then? Like. Yeah, but if somebody dissed you, you would just diss them back on the song. Right. It wasn't like, all right, when I see you in the Guns club, blazing. Right. It's going to be a shootout. It wasn't that type of time. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it was, you know. But the more, if we got to be honest, the more dangerous it got, the better the music got. That, no, I mean, what? That's, that's not a good. It, it, how not? That's I'm not way agreeing out. with that statement anyway. The niggas that was out beating up niggas made the music better. I'm just saying. Mm. Without MOP, music would sound completely different. I, I'm not agreeing to that, but th there is this uh, like uh, little video clip of Tupac going around, and it's like Who? It, Tupac. Who that? What? Don't do this. So there's this <laughs> clip of Tupac going around, and it's like um, it depends how the game's gonna go. If it's gonna be more solid niggas, then it, the music might just get worse. It's just gonna get more turnt, you know, if, if they holding on to their balls. Essentially, is what he said. So to your point, Pac kind of called that, but I don't think that's a good thing. But that's not. Back to clues. The West Coast is always claiming Pac, man. And he used to hang in Queens in my neighborhood They a lot. can have him. Really? What do you yeah, mean? He's, he used to hang my man, uh, one of my OGs, Big Stretch, that he, he was actually with him when he got he got robbed in the city. Stretch was with him. So, like, no rest in peace to Stretch. But, um, I was about to say that Stretch passed? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he used to hang in my hood and be around. So, I mean, I didn't really know him back then like that, but he used to be around and... He's hanging jersey some too. The West Coast can have That's him. crazy. Yeah. I'm not gonna argue over him. So Pac is really not even from the West like that. The I don't know exactly where he's, he's, he's from. He's from nowhere. But he, like he was Dave, born he here. He like though. Davies. He's from like everywhere, a little mm -hmm. bit of everywhere. Nah, that's fly. So growing up, you didn't get no pushback from your parents as to being in hip hop. Nah, I mean, I only pushback I really got was for playing loud music, you know, late at night. Okay. But, you know, as they seen me progressing and, you know, becoming more popular and making money and being able to move around and, and be successful, they, they like, more, like, you know, liked what was going on. They was cool with it. They respected when, it. When in, your, when in your career as a DJ did you realize how important the mixtape was at that moment? Like, the moment you realized it was important, what, like, how important was it at that time? I mean, it was, it was very important because it's like, you know, like, I mean, especially back then, it's like, you know, the mixtape was kind of like the internet, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? It was like, that's where you heard the new music first, like, you right. know what I mean? So, like, when I figured out, you know, that was the route that people wanted to hear new exclusive music, that's when I just went real crazy with it. Like, I mean, because before that, I was doing more... Um, hip hop R&B blends, yeah, tapes. yeah, and like then, the Kid Capri stuff. He, like he was doing early in the early yeah, 90s. Kid Capri, Ron G, yeah. he was all doing that type of time. Uh, and the OGs from my neighborhood, like Grandmaster Vic, uh, Baby J. Earth, well, I ain't had that name Earth. in a while. You know what I'm saying? They was doing the mixtapes, and that's how I kind of like got love for you know what I'm saying that type of stuff. And I was like, yo, if I could do a, a hard ass mixtape, you know what I'm saying? Like I could. What was the thought process it. going into? creating your first mixtape? Like the first one you were like, right, I'm gonna put this one out. This is how I'm gonna brand it. Or this is what I'm gonna be branding. What was the thought process going into it, right? Like were you going into it as an artist? Were you going into it with A&R ear? Or were you going into it like, I'm gonna get all these exclusives and- Nah, I was going into it more like uh, on the A&R ear type of time. Cause I was like, yo, if I make something that's real lit, 
because I was going out and buying mixtapes and had and had some you know R and B blends on it, and I was like, all right, there's two hot ones here, a hot one here. Hot. I was like, if I make a, a tape that's fire all the way through, then you know what I mean? it's it's gonna sell. Yeah, so, you know what I'm saying. That's that that was my thought process. You right. know what I mean? So how did you get your tapes off the ground though? Because there's a lot of DJs who are putting out tapes, but what separated yours and made yours so like iconic? I mean, it was it was good that intro. It was, it was good William quality. H. It was good quality. Um, and uh, I just made sure, like I said, I made sure the the blends on them was lit. And I I kind of cheated on my first one because I was like, yo, if I started number one, no one gonna fuck with my shit. So I started like number thirty six. What you mean? I started at number thirty six. Like you know how you started tape one. I started at tape like thirty six. Like he just said, this is my his wow. first tape. He just named yeah. it. He yeah, just number, said it was number thirty six. That's genius. That's genius. Because now everybody's gonna feel like, oh, we've been missing out. Right. Ah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. Genius. I like that. That's that's good. Yeah, this is episode seventy eight. Bro, <laughs> this is episode you... seventy eight of the what if I question legends list. I know, like back in the days, as DJs, you had to carry crates, and even with tapes, you had to be outside selling them. Like, were you? Out there actually hustling, or did you already oh, yeah. have a system? Nah, nah, in nah, nah. Because I mean, look, like it's it's like everything else. Like it was like a job, so you know what I mean. I would like stay in the house all day, and uh, you know, record these these tapes. Like about five o'clock, put them in my book bag. You know, what I'm saying go to Jamaica Avenue, and and you know between six and seven thirty was like prime time. Rush you go up there, you go up there, the book bag, and stay out there till you finish almost all the tapes. And sell them and make that bread every day. That's good money. Of course. Now, <laughs> back now, then you can get like you know you get ten dollars for yeah. For next day. yeah what so. I just told you that remember I said that that's that that iconic. I was talking about before that iconic scene on Juice where uh where Q sells the tape to the to his homeboy and it, it the price went up from five to ten, and like just thinking about that like a mixtape all this music you're getting for ten dollars. You you think about now it's mm-hmm. it's almost just like streaming right like for ten dollars a month we get. All, all this, this unlimited music. That's true. That's true. Um, I want to talk about for a minute, and um, you know, in in, in all the classic mixtapes, right? There's always the DJ talking shit. Y'all talk shit. Where did that come from? Where did that part come from? Like the talking over the records in a very specific manner, right? Like you guys are talking, you drama. Um, big Mike at a time, like uh, even you know who kid on the G and the radio tape, like y'all were talking cash shit. Like where did that start? I mean, I felt like it. It started, you know, what I'm saying from like DJs, like you know, like the Ron G's kick breeze hyping up. But my shit was like, you know, what I mean, I'm trying to make sure no one don't take my steal my shit, yeah, mm. steal my songs and my blend. So so it was like watermarking almost. Pretty much, yeah. and, and on top of that, you know, you if cars is driving my planet, you want to know whose tape it is. So, nice. right, it's like a way of marketing yourself as well, like you know, marketing your name. Okay. See, I never thought. I always thought it was like some, some like DJ beef type shit. Like, just like you gotta have <laughs> out, a good out, talk hype. game. <laughs> what um, what was I gonna say? Uh, down on Canal Street was this a drop for for tapes? Canal Street was the bootleg hub. This is where the, the most bootlegging in the city was going. So is this where you want it to end, like this is where you want to get your tape from a. This is where you, this is kind of where you want to you might want to come to first because if you don't, you want to come here while it's this is where you want to start dropping at because you don't want 
them to bootleg your shit. Like you want to come <laughs> yeah. in first. You want to bring the original. Yeah, you want to come in first and sell as much as you can, and then go everywhere else because they would bootleg, like the same. Like they would get it the same day if they heard it was out. Like you know, what I mean, if you had a lit, you know, product, you know, they would bootleg it. So like you would come. I mean, I, was I that not like a? Uh... Obviously, economically at the time, that wasn't. I almost got arrested up here a few times. Word? Fighting. <laughs> <laughs> they was trying to rob you. No, he was probably snuffing bootlegs. See, man. I, I knew was, that's I what was, it was. I was on it. Like you, like know what I mean? Like you don't have my. You got my shit. You don't. You you gotta give me some bread. You don't want to pay. It's it's lit. Dang. It's up. <laughs> <laughs> William. <laughs> <laughs> so paint the picture for us because a lot of people. Today didn't weren't able to experience the whole mixtape era. It's the nineties. Um, you're in the clubs. New York City's nightlife scene is actually completely different than what it is like now, too. Yeah. So um talk about that and how I'm you build trash. relationships with the artists that you got on your tapes. Um, I, it's it started out just uh getting exclusives like the people I knew, you know what I'm saying? Like even like with the whole uh the biggie situation, like I had like it was if at first it started out as kind of like beef, but it, it kind of like, you know, it got squashed. And then, you know, I mean, I had some exclusives from Biggie and, you know, he wasn't too happy about it. And he put it on my tape before it came out. So mm. uh, he went up to, uh, I think he went to Flex's show. And did was like, did Diddy call you? you. <laughs> no, you know what? Uh, me and Diddy spoke because at the time I was working up at, uh, at RCA uh, in Steve Stout's office and he called over there. And I knew that, you know, there was a little bit of beef. I'm like, yo, like, what's up? Like, you know what I mean? So I'm like, yo, like, I heard y'all was looking for me. And he was like, I mean, he was really calm about it. He, was, he wasn't really tripping like that. He was just like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? He wanted to know where I got it from. I wouldn't tell him. You know what I'm saying? But he was like, yo, just going forward, you know, you know, let's try to. Because, like, a lot of them cats that worked for him, like, Harv Pierre, they was from my neighborhood. They, like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? They, like, was around my way and shit, so... I mean, between Harv and Nashim and like their whole squad was from like four blocks away from me. Like they just didn't know at the time. Like when, when Clue came out, no one knew what I looked like. It was mm. because I just I I kept the mystique with just putting a question mark on the front of my cover. Like, yeah, that, like that was like my marketing shit. Yeah, like, smart. You know what I mean? So I mean, when they found out it was me, like oh shit, like you know what I mean? Everyone just became cool about it. And, like we just squashed it and then. Moved Damn, forward. wait. So were you ever in a situation where they like, yo, who is this nigga Clue? And you just <laughs> it was like, uh. you just in the yeah. room <laughs> yeah. Nah, but, I mean, like I remember uh, way back when, uh, before Miami was popping, like you know what I'm saying, like for the holiday weekends, it was, mm-hmm. it was Virginia Beach. Yep, that's where everyone used to oh, go wow. to. So. Uh, we went to Virginia Beach. It was like 25 of us. We all, like, we had our cars and shit. We drove down there. And obviously, these dudes was looking for me. They don't know what I look like. So they was all on the street marching with the with the little, you know, bad boy picks up. Bad boy. And, and um, Promo team. I left everyone in the hotel and was running to 7-Eleven to get something real quick. And I was like, oh, shit. It's like probably 40 or 50 of them walking down the street. Bad boy. And I'm like... I'm walking, but I know they don't know what, know what I look like. So I just kept walking. I walked right through them. They don't know why <laughs> Hilarious. I look like. Hilarious. I went in the store, got my shit, went back to my hotel. Like they like they was looking for me, but they didn't know what I look like. So you're currently listening to the What Hip Hop Questions, Legends and List. We'll be right back after this break. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. 
Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. So, so like even talking about it now, right, like, you know, rest in peace, Big and Puff, they didn't know, you know, they didn't know how. Puff's still alive again. Like, no, no, yeah, I know yeah. that. That's why I said big. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. But, yeah, like, but, like, at the time, it sounded like they didn't know how helpful and how integral that at, you at have the, in at that. The start, at the start, they So didn't. when when was the moment that, when was the moment that you noticed that people are, are starting to appreciate you having the exclusive and wanting to get you the exclusive? The, the Probably the, the defining moment when... It became like kind of lit like that was probably, um, probably a little before that. Um, I think I had the um, Method Man remix. So it's probably the All I Need remix. I had that. I had um, I had Mob Deep with Nas uh, song on it. I had a couple songs on it. Mm -hmm. I had 
I had, I think I, I was like just like getting started with college and shit. Yeah. And, um, I was in the area in downtown Brooklyn. I went to school at New York Tech, and I went to like B Street over there. I dropped a couple of tapes off over there because I was trying to like you know like just expand the business a little right. bit. So I dropped a couple of tapes off there, and them shits flew out the store dumb quick. Yeah. And they called me like, "Yo, we need more." I was like, "We need more tapes already." Like. I just dropped, yeah. yeah. I just dropped them off before I went to school. So I was like, damn, like, all right. So then I dropped some more and the shit kept selling, 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 selling. He's like, yo, you got to go to my my store in the Bronx like, and bring some shit up there too. So I'm like, all right. So boom, I loaded the Brooklyn store up, went to the Bronx, loaded the Bronx store up. And he's like, yo, I need to film for my Queen store. Man. Load, load the Queen store up. It was a good was, little make yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it. Was getting, it was getting lit like to the point where Lucky I couldn't- Lucky for you, gas was not what it is now. <laughs> to the point where I couldn't, I couldn't even keep up with it at the time. And then- um. I had outsourced to a, a company in Texas and they was like mass producing them for me. But then I guess, you know, like, you know, the way that the privacy laws is going, they like kind of like caught on to who mm-hmm. I was and they were like, yo, we can't be doing that doing this shit no more. Yeah, so I had to, but they was doing my shit fire. Like they was doing it just like, I was doing my shit just like how albums look like, you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the artwork I and remember. it was wrapped up uh-huh. and had the printing on the actual cassette. My shit was looking lit. So I it was good for a little while, but then, you know, it became to the point where, you know, it got kind of like, ah. Was it because of like all the law or because of all the attention where you was like, all right, let me just do an album or was the album something the professional, what you wanted to do? Um, I always talked about doing it. Um, Irv Gotti has stepped to me uh, and said, yo... He was like, yo, I think, you know what I'm saying, I could introduce somebody who was end up being Jay-Z and Dame Dash. Like, yo, like, yo, they, they think you could do an album over there. So he had, uh, he had bought Jay to, uh, Jay came to meet me at like Harlem Music Hub, Uptown in Harlem. I was dropping some tapes. He had a record he wanted to, um, he was trying to push. And uh, he, he wanted to give me the record, whatever, whatever. And then that's how that relationship kind of started with Jay. And then, um... From there, it was just like they was talking about it, but it just never happened. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then um, Steve Stout uh, was at Sony at the time, and he put an offer on the table. And then um, I had called, you know, Jay and Dane just out of courtesy, like, "Yo, like I'm just letting you know I'm getting ready to do this deal over." And he was like, "Wait, whoa, 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 what you mean?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yo, like he made me, he made me an offer." And he offered me, I think he offered me like, maybe like at the time, maybe he offered me like 50000 more than they offered me. Right. Mm. And then Jay and Dame and Biggs was mad. They was <laughs> mad. They fucking, they marched down from the offices and came up to Steve Stout's office and they was like. No. Yeah, they was mad. And they was like, yo, fuck that. I, I, I. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, listen, at the end of the day, I'm like, look, I'm always a man of my word. So if y'all want to do the deal. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'll do the deal with y'all. Y'all just got to match the offer. And that's how it happened. Fire. Dang, that leverage. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. game right there. I got to take notes <laughs> on that. That, that leverage right yep. there. Um, do you remember what that moment was like when you heard uh, Best of Me Part 2? Like, the first time you heard it. Do I, do I remember? Yeah, like, do you remember that moment? Yeah, I remember when uh, it was all, you know, coming together. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that was... At the time, I I had so much. I was up to my neck in pause and stuff to do. So I was like, you know, like I feel like a lot of times, like, and I think this goes for for everybody. At times, you don't realize how big the moment is till way after. Sometimes, mm. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, perfect example is like um uh when I had I had the Reebok commercial, the Ives Reebok commercial and shit. I had that, and then um and then um I seen it, it was it was coming on during the during the NBA playoffs yep, all yep, the time. Yep. Yes. Years later, I saw when Khaled had his commercial, right. And it was going on right. the NBA shit, and I was like, oh shit! I'm like, yo, I remember when I had my shit like that, and I was yeah. like, yo, like you know, like, this shit was way tougher. <laughs> shit was way tougher. That Khaled shit was not hitting. So let's talk about um, because you done done it all. You done dropped albums. You done signed artists that became super successful. You you know made them a listers. You've already legendary mixtapes before that. So like your resume is nuts. As like we have this new age of DJing, do you feel like um, do you feel like there's any discredit to the new DJs who don't necessarily do all those things? Uh, I don't think there's a, a discredit, but I feel like um, it, it's not only in the DJ uh, circle. It's in it's the rappers, the business, everything. Everything's like kind of like microwave. So it's like you mm. know what I mean. Like like I said, like you know when you do certain stuff and you like kind of like skip steps. It's like you know if if I, if I make a reference, it's like you know trying to work that camera right there and not reading the manual. And you're just winging it as you go along. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? In your mind, you might think it's lit, but people might be looking at it like a little bit different than that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you could do this better, that better. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, it's all a learning curve. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got to respect technology. You got to respect the the way shit moves now. It's a lot faster. But at the same time, in your mind, you need to be able to, to, to realize that it could be way more effective if you actually took the time to learn shit. I mean, even even I do, even I, I mean, even I skip steps sometimes now, but it's like on certain shit, but I make sure I, you know, apply stuff that I learned in the past to it to make it Work. make sense. Yeah. yeah. I got to say, there's a lot of, like, from me starting my DJ career, which obviously you witnessed, like, there's a lot of people that hate and you were definitely not that, like, at all. Like, no, no, you definitely. embrace and, like, actually teach. I would call Nala if she's doing something wrong. I'm like, listen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Do it this way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I try to help people, like, you know what I mean? Because, I, I mean, like, you know, I, I mean, I, I wish I had I had someone to call to be like, right, you know, right. to let me know, like, yo, like, ah, this. You know, people call me all the time, like, yo, what, for opinions and shit, like, but, I mean, you know, depending on who it is, like, I, I'll, I'll, I'll help them if, if I don't fuck with you, then I don't fuck with you. <laughs> I you get that. Do you so, think it, oh, go, go ahead, Nella. Go ahead. Uh, do you think, uh, with the, like you said, uh, with the, everyone having the microwavable mentality and things of that nature, do you think there's a time, and especially with streaming being what it is now, mm -hmm. with playlists and all that, do you think there's ever a time where the, the DJ hosted mixtape can come back of course nah people still call me the host mixtape i say i say, say no all the time depending, <laughs> depend, Yo, depend, depending on what it is like you know what i mean can it come back nah i'm telling <laughs> niggas no <laughs> nah i mean no I, I mean i do host some mixtapes and sometimes sometimes i gotta be like nah because it's like it gotta make sense it gotta be something i'm i'm not gonna just do it for the for the check like right. you know what i'm saying if, if i if i was doing stuff for the check i'd be i'd be doing a lot more stuff than i'm doing but right. at the same time like I'm not gonna ruin my legacy for right. a couple of dollars. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I don't think that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you definitely think you and Drama could definitely come back, like whenever y'all want. 
Me and John, me and John, we was actually talking about doing a project together. So I'm, I mean, oh. yo, y'all should. We was talking, we was talking about that. Every, think... Everyone, everyone's trying to put us against, put us against each other. But you know what I'm saying? It's like that would be tough. You know, whatever. Speaking of when, whenever he got raided and they took all his money and all that, like, how did you feel watching that happen? Were you looking out the, were you looking out the window? Like, <laughs> yeah, <am> I, like, <laughs> I was like... actually like because 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 when it started getting hot like that, I stopped. Oh, oh, you start you. By I, that time, I really you already had Fab out. You. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when it happened, but I would. That I know, I know when. Like and early 2000. That was yeah. like oh, the raid was like oh six because he wasn't the first one to even get in trouble. So when people started getting in trouble, I was kind of like, yo, I don't know if it's really worth it for me to be. Mm. Now, what is your conversation with the labels though? Because why? I mean, the labels was, was the labels were always with me, like you know, but you know. Sometimes it's bigger than the, the label reps and stuff like that. Right. Like you know what I mean? Because the, the labels was with drama too. That's what I'm saying. So like, what are your conversations with the yeah, label? Like, but, help us. Like, but I think you know what I'm saying. When it became like you know you like doing it on a level where like it's kind of like like running a official, label official. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? You got websites and all types of stuff. Like they ain't going for that. That's like having. <laughs> I mean. I, I mean, I ain't trying to dis, diss them or nothing, but it's like, you know, having, like, you having drugs, like, I got weed, I got coke. Right, right, Yo, right. You selling it online and you shit. It's like, one thing for everybody right, the other way when it's right. done, like, yeah, we ain't yeah, gonna bother quietly. But then you over here with the when opening you up the building. doing it, it's yeah. like, yeah. coke around the corner. Yeah. We right here. <laughs> perp right over there. Yeah, I get that. Okay. It's not on that level, but you know what I mean. I get you. Yeah. yeah so. Can mixtapes still be what? used as a setup for an, an artist? Album or project, you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I I feel like a lot of labels skip that part of it, and it's like, and then they get the artists get mad, and then the label get mad when the shit don't work, and but you skipping steps, like they're definitely yeah. skipping steps. It's going backwards. We were even talking about before, like the way the mixtape has transitioned, right from from being what it is that you and that you and and Envy and you guys had started to then you know the G and the radio series where 50 you know revolutionizes it when it's like artist centric and it's like all right well since I can't get in I'm gonna release these and I'm this is how I'm getting it out there then the blog era niggas came and then well obviously then after G unit then drama and that happens and then the blog era where these they're called mixtapes just because they're not major label albums right right at that point did you guys I mean, you you probably were too rich to care, but like when you start seeing mixtapes be albums, did you feel a way about the, I guess the purest of it all? Like this is not a mixtape. This is this is just an album that's not on a major label. I mean, people talk about that. Like, I mean, because even when we was talking about doing the verses, they was like, "Yo, like you know, you no know, drama got whole mixtapes of Wayne and stuff." Like my mixtapes were more like you know like different artists. It yeah. Wasn't, yeah, it was a variety. It wasn't like one artist. And a bunch of songs from one artist. You know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, or even that time we're talking about like LRG was putting out mixtapes and like these clothing brands were putting out mixtapes. And it just, did it ever feel like commercialized to you? And like, man, this is not yeah, what we started. I mean, it felt like it's kind of commercialized. You know what I mean? Now, I mean, now they, it's just playlists of, of really mixtapes. So, yeah. so Darren, so our producer said that and I didn't understand it. What do y'all mean when y'all say the playlist? It's the same, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, you have like, let's say you have, um, let's say for instance, Spotify rap caviar. It's right. Like a, a bunch of the new Somebody's songs. putting you yeah, on. It's like a bunch of new songs. It's like, if that would be like clue tape, rap yeah. caviar. Okay. Not, not saying that it, 
I mean, it wouldn't be like like that is, but I mean, for instance, I mean, you know what I mean? Like that'd be like, let's say DJ Drama mixtape with songs from different artists. That's okay. the same. It's the same thing as a mixtape. Okay, it's the same function. Yeah, it's, Got the, same, you. it's the same thing. It's okay, like, now just, other, than, would, yeah, other than the songs, you no, know, just just playing by themselves, like in 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 whatever order, like you know what I mean? Like, because Clue, you got exclusives all the time, and now I used to get exclusives. I used to get songs that people would do just for me. I used to get freestyles, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it was a little bit different. So like, you know, like- Was any, I, any I, you ever tossed? Hmm? Any songs that somebody sent you and you were like, I'm not using this? Of course. All the time. Of course. I don't heard his playlist. <laughs> you watch You're like, I'm never putting this out. I'm like, dang, that was kind of all right. Of course. It was kind of uh, all right. <laughs> it was kind of all right. But um, so if you had to name the three other people on that Mount Rushmore with you, Come on. Who is it? Oh, oh I like Who's that. Who's on question. this D? I'm not gonna hold you. I didn't know this question was coming. I like that. Nah, you know, I got the Now they put you on, but they're saying know. you on the Rushmore. So who yeah. the other three? Yeah, but who am I? Who, who am I to fuck you dishing up? Like, oh, like, come on, don't you know do that. What I mean? Like, how am I? If you play, say? they put you on the Rushmore. It's not like you saying like who's your you on the Rushmore. We acknowledging that yeah, you. If you ask me who else I'm gonna add on it, I mean, this could be. Zillions of names. Oh, this like, is crazy. It don't gotta be per don't this make it not, personal. This is not the same guy that was snuffing bootleggers. This is not, <laughs> this is not the same don't, guy. Don't make it personal. Just if from the outside looking in, who do you think hip hop would pick? It's definitely matter. You. I mean, I mean, people people might not pick me though. Nah, that's crazy. Nah, come on. It's please. you. Yeah. It's drama. Way to be listen, modest. Listen, we know listen, you're listen, modest. Listen, you don't gotta listen, do that. You you can say that right now. I get a lot, there's a lot of hate out there, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like people, like, you know, they just have everyone has their own opinions. Like, you know what I mean? Like true, true, true. even if you go online and, and say, like, oh, the top DJs of all time, like people a lot of people have their own opinions of who they like. You mm. know what I'm saying? Who they who they fuck with, who like like Nala has her artists that she likes. Yes, they you have suck. your artists that you like. Yeah, don't yeah. Do that. Nala, 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 like Nala no one, no one from DC, trash. Maryland area can can do wrong for Nala, <laughs> and I respect it. So I might say the same thing about Queens or or like you know what I mean, New York. You know what I mean? So Touche, like, touche. All right, so you don't gotta give us that, Nala but give us Maryland bias is crazy. What I mean, you the one who brought up Wale today, not me. Wale's I agree. Fire. Top yeah. top three and not three best mixtapes, but Clue. One. That's that's the best one. Top three best mixtapes. You can't top even three. say that. You can't even give us that. Top three best mixtapes yeah. of all time. And if you wanna if you wanna do eras, we'll take eras. So two lists. To be just to be honest. What if you had to pick one from every era? If you had to pick one from your era, you gotta pick one from the drama era. But to be to be honest, to be honest, I don't like I don't consider a mixtape of the same artist. An actual mixtape. Actual, I don't okay. consider that a mixtape. To, it's just, to it's me just personally. An album. Yeah. I, I can like understand you, that. You, you could, it's like, it's like an album. Yeah. So it's you will cut artist. drama out, you're just saying. I'm not saying I will cut them out. I'm just saying like. But he does have some artists. that aren't, drama so, does have some that are a mix. Which ones? He does. Outside, the, of gangsta, outside of his own album, which one? Um, I'm thinking about the album. <laughs> out, the Gangsta Girl album is the only compilation he has. Everything else is. He did it with one artist. He he brings up a valid point. Let me look that up. But no, that is a good That's point. That's a valid point. I never thought about it like that. Like comparing it to so like you the block. You can't compare Show Me the Money Part Two to Cause that's different. Cause then yeah. it's like an album versus yeah, a playlist. You know, I, like let's say I had like, yeah, it's like, you know, I had Deluxe and Jay Z and Source Money and Mace and Spr right. like, you can't compare that to like an album with just 
Jay Z, like you know, or mixtape with just Jay Z on it. It's like yeah. it's not fair. It's not fair. Were you able to pick your head up at the time and be able to appreciate what was going on at that moment when you're getting these exclusives? Like how on fire you were with the oh, professional nah, nah, tape. Nah. Nah, I, I, I knew like when I get the exclusive, I knew like you know what I mean. Like this is, but like you know, because I would go in, you know what I'm saying, go in and do the freestyle with the artist sometimes. Like you know, you just know you about to come into some money. Like yo, this shit right here, <laughs> this shit gonna go crazy. But you didn't feel like that about because, uh, like, let's say you do. Let's, let's say you get. It's like, I right, for instance, like, let's say, like nowadays, you you have, a, let's say, someone like a maybe like a little baby or something comes and does, does a freestyle. Mm-hmm. It's exclusive to you, and yeah. you about to go sell yeah. it. It's like it's not like you about to just put it online and put on your Instagram and put it on YouTube. Like yeah. you about to go press it up and put it in the street and hand to hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. gonna need ten dollars for it. Like right. a walk. You like you know you about to, so imagine having like let's you say knew I, you I had a mixtape I had the locks when the locks was on fire, Jay Z, Mace like you have all these dudes doing freestyle like you have three or four freestyles and they have a bunch of new songs you about to come into some cash bro. You're now listening to the what hip hop questions legend list and we'll be right back after the break. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Let's talk about that Hard Knock Life tour. Life changing? Yeah, it was... You know what? That's another thing that, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of uh, DJs might never be able to... I mean, now it might be different, but back then, like, you know, like when I say learning curve, like, you know, like you going from town to town and you seeing just like how... You know, they got People their own artists. Yeah. They like yeah. different different songs, different music. Like you, like I'm from New York. I go to Dallas. 
you play Jay Z and they wasn't fucking with it. You be like, wait, what? Yeah, I don't fuck with Jay Hove. Like you pay the go play the back then you go play the hottest Jay Z song that's on fire in New York, Baltimore, Virginia. All you go East. to Dallas, play and it's crickets. Damn. You be like, and then everyone looks at you like, like wait, what? Like. Are you loyal? You like damn? What do I play, man? <laughs> nat, nat, I mean, it's it, like I said, it's the learning curve. Like, tap yeah, absolutely. In. I learned that doing go, trap karaoke. You go, like you got to go tap in and and find out when you go to whatever city. Like what's that shit? Like, yeah, you know what I mean, or what? The, what's the genre you got to play? In? Like you go to the bay, you got to play. You got to play the hyphy shit and all that. Like you got to just got to know. Like there's so many levels to. Like you said, learning curve and being a DJ, but even like being an opener DJ and then the middle DJ and with the closing DJ. I just tweeted. Play. I just tweeted about that before before I came. I just tweeted that no DJ wants to be the opening DJ. Every DJ, every DJ wants to be the, the one, one who comes on and plays all the hits. But they don't know their their role. So I want you to break it down as to what each DJ is supposed to play. These new DJs don't know. They're learning Yo, off of YouTube. I had Booth on my other podcast guy next to I had DJ Booth on, and he said the opening DJ should be paid more. Because you got the hardest part getting mm-hmm. them to Booth get busy. Said that. And Booth is why a closer. Is, why is that? If the open okay, the DJs went crazy. All the DJs went crazy. I showed the comments. <laughs> the DJ he started DJ wars. Like niggas like nah, you bugging out. Why should the opening? First of all, the opening DJ is the new kid on the block. Is playing should be playing songs that's not that current, but still still were hot. So if they already learned what to play mm-hmm. from. Before, right? Why should they get paid more? It don't make sense. Because they have to keep they have to keep the party hot before y'all get there. Yeah, but you. But matter of fact, let me get Booth on the phone. So the the opening DJ, no, 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 the no, opening no, no, DJ no. already learned from. It's kind of like the hardest part. The, of the prime job. time DJ yeah. who played that stuff a year ago. ago, right? Yeah, but still, he has to do it today. So well, what? I, I want that, you... that, that, that makes it easier. If, if, if I tell you, if I tell you, like, yo, figure out how to work this iPad, mm-hmm. right? But you already, let's say you had iPad one, and you already learned, how to, like <laughs> everyone already showed easy. you how to work it. Yeah, it's gonna be easier for you. But as long as I can keep this iPad working, as long as I get it working, so you could get here and do your job. But you that's know, just... I'm also not a DJ. I'm a host. The dishwasher so, like, and busboy doesn't the, get paid the, as much the, as the chef. You know, the dishwasher the, and busboy get the biggest fight. <laughs> the biggest fight with an opening DJ is the urge to play the hits. Yeah. They want to play the hit so bad, like, oh, I want to play this breaking shit hard. But... So you don't think the you don't think the opening DJ price should go up? No, I, I don't sense. even. I'm not even asking that question for the price to go up. I'm asking that you question think, you because think, you think, do you think the bench players on the Lakers should get paid more than the than the stars? <laughs> on, the, on the Lakers, everybody, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making a reference. Everybody's losing, so no, the older niggas get paid less. Than <laughs> okay, let's say, let's say let's, let's say <laughs> let's say the Warriors. You think you think the the bench players should get paid more than Steph? No, and but they're not doing the but they're not doing the work. Why the not? opening DJ is doing the. Imagine you get a shitty opening DJ. But everybody in the club is going before the before the headline to get there. That's Ev- not true. Everybody nope. got a role to play. You think everybody's niggas, gonna. Niggas you- don't even show up till late. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> everybody got a role to play. But I just remember like. You and Don DeMarco used to be like, yeah, you know, like do R&B or like do the classics, like early classics. But then when I get to parties, the, the openers before me, if I'm the middle, the opener would be playing fucking Check West and everything that's yeah, hot right because, now. And I'm like. Also, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
To me, that's just bozo. You be on, you on bozo time. Though. Yeah, you got You know, you it. already know you ruining the party. Yeah. Because it's supposed to go. A party's supposed to go like this. It's yeah. not supposed to go start from the, like Low. you don't you it's don't have you don't have like sex this. and come first and then have sex because it ain't gonna work out for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you gotta work your way up to it. So it's like the opening DJ's job is to you know play some joints. Like oh, I forgot about that. That's yep. hard. This oh, that's my shit. That that used to be my shit. All right, and then keep the energy decent. And then when the, the prime time DJ gets there, they get it super hype. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. Club, a club owner's nightmare is the person who came to hear the hard record that got there a little bit earlier, hears the record they want to hear him like, oh, fuck, I'm about to go home and leave and don't buy no more drinks. Mm. Yeah. Like, you don't want yeah, that. You be. want you want to be like, damn, I'm waiting to hear my, my joint. I've, I've cut niggas off. I've been like, yo, boy, come on, don't drop that. That's why I'm, that's why like if, like now I'll tell you, like when I'm hosting, I'll I be right here, I'll be like, nah, don't play that, bro. That's what, I mean, listen, that's like, what the opening DJ, a lot of them feel like in their mind, they feel like they should be the ones. So they also they, going for self, right? Like, there's also yeah. not that like the camaraderie of it all of like just the culture is not there anymore. Like, yeah, a nigga's going for self. Like, like a nigga don't care about this party. Like back in the day, it was like, oh, this was the Wednesday night spot. Everybody here, so that the the DJs were like a team. Yeah. Now you got a DJ from over here. A DJ. A lot from of over DJs here. have multiple parties, so they they have multiple parties. So they're gonna come in. They're gonna come in the party and wanna fucking play all the hits and then leave. Like, all right, yo, it's 12 o'clock. I'm out. I'm going to my little party. And do that at every party. party. Yeah, they, they, now they, he done opened up three parties. Clue, yeah. <laughs> yeah. last few questions. Thank you for your time. You have a radio show on every night. Mm-hmm. Who is, who do you see like just blowing up as an artist this year? Like, what, what's the one that you're feeling right now? Uh, this year, I mean, I really haven't. Um, Heard nobody super new that's crazy like that. That's hmm. you said all these niggas is trash. Well, maybe Hell not new. Trash. Who you think is just gonna blow in twenty twenty two? That has that probably has the best chance of blowing. Yeah, probably someone like a Nardo Wick. Like that's, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I like Nardo. I Nardo, Nardo got some shit with him. You know what I'm saying. Um, I've been talking about I've been talking about Young Boy for years. Like I feel like niggas is just like now. Seeing the light, like I, I thought, always thought he was really, really talented. You think just now seeing like, the light up here. You think he's gonna get commercial success, like now? I mean, I think he's a, he's, he's a, super he, successful he, already. He, yeah, he, he, definitely in the south. Yeah, he been he been you, that YouTube. He's been saying this for years. He's been having some jail issues. Yeah, yeah that yeah. YouTube. He got in a chokehold. Yeah, YouTube. Like, but maybe you'll start hearing. We'll start hearing him on the radio more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, look, it took, look how long it took Dirk, man. Dirk been look at my boy worked, Dirk. Dirk been working for a long time, bro. Dirk like, got yeah. signed in what, like 2012, 2011. I've been looking at some Jeez. of the old pictures we got, and I'm like, God damn! Like, <laughs> yeah, dreads took the dreads off, got the dreads he back. The, he, had the, he had the Caesar. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Caesar, one small chain. Now look at him. He's like, he's 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 there. Yeah, yeah. he's the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, like that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no way like you should ever think in your mind that you're gonna give up like you just keep working keep working because you just never know now nah, there's some niggas never know a lot of the new rappers are just doing like you know they because of technology like i said they go in they just fucking they go in the booth they don't they don't they don't write their rhymes down but they don't because they heard about it it ain't because you know what i mean they feel like if they don't 
do that, then they they're not doing what's what's popping. Like I'm not. If I don't, if that's I don't, whack. <laughs> that's going actually to whack. That's, and then you hear a lot of you hear a lot of the raps. It's like you hear it's like you know you can tell that it's line 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 line. Like you going to say ba 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 ba. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you could tell like they 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 not they don't write their rhymes out. They just they just write words down. Punch line 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 on top of lines. And it's like you hear them rapping on they all converge on top of you. Like that's let me like, ask you this. If in 2022 you bring the professional back, who's on that tape? Mm. Professional back? If you bring the professional series back, who is on that tape for sure? No if and buts. The labels don't gotta call you and beg. Who Before you answer, can I get a skit? I just want a skit. Just let me just say something. Just tell her no. Just let me say her something, her no. please. For the, <laughs> I mean, for the community, tell her no. Shut up. <laughs> you know what it is like to be honest with you man it's like the biggest thing that had me like even stop doing those type of projects is like declaring should be a headache bro no but we're talking about obviously in a like yeah. this is Ultra like a, reality. I mean, of, course, reality. of course you know it had to be like you know Lil Durk Lil yeah. Baby yeah um, the voice in the hero yeah boy uh, the baby money bag Course, money bag. Um, I got T.O. Green who got who got some hot joints. Rick Ross, I fuck with a lot. Um, oh, that, 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 I mean, look, this I tape feel, sounds crazy I, already. I, Not I, gonna yeah. lie to I, you. I feel like if I know if I'm in there curating it, bro, it's gonna be some shit. Like, I want R and B clue too, though. Bro, I would definitely. I, do, I want R and B clue. I would definitely do some R and B shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's some R and B shit. I, th- I, I was just telling my niece this, man, because she's like she's younger, so I, I walked in. And she was playing um, music soul child, and I'm like, oh, that's all the kids do. Yeah, that, and that's I love that. My kid, my oldest is 15. All she do is listen to R&B from like 2001, 2002. Because I, I, I feel, I feel like you know when they first get onto music, I feel like it's cool, and then they start. And I told her like you starting to realize that a lot of the older R&B is way harder than some of the shit that's out now. Just yeah, because, I mean that's what happened to us. And, and it's just because you know. And I told him like yo back way back when like R and B was the genre that was the hottest and had the most artists. Now it's the reverse. Now it's more hip hop artists. Yeah. Than R and B. Like even the even the R and B, a lot of it is is hip hop ish. Like, it's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like it's like straight R and B. We had like you know mad R and B groups. Question we tried to answer. Yeah. Yeah. Circled around R&B a little bit. You think in yeah. March of twenty twenty two, April twenty twenty two? We were talking about yeah. groups not too long ago. Mixtape death. No, why? Nah, I'm not. Nah, I'm not gonna say that. He said, "I ain't put no date on it." <laughs> nah, nah, nah. nah. People, 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 the way is it at? But the mixtape, I, I would, I would say it's dead. It could definitely come back. I mean, like, right? We could revive it from the dead, but right now it's dead. Is it quiet? I'm not gonna say it's dead. It's just that, you know what I mean? Like I said, like it's different. Pe- people feel like evolve. Where the tapes at? That's what if, if the mixtape not dead. Where the tapes now. at? They're EPs. Don't first of all, first of all, it's not gonna be called. It's not. It's, there's no such thing as cassettes no more. They don't make no more. No, I'm just saying where the tapes at. What I'm saying, I'm saying where's the product? Where is it at? Like where are these things? No matter what medium they're using, where are the mixtapes? Where are these things that the people are pushing? Uh, fully a lot of, autonomous. A lot, of, the a lot of artists be feeling like they're bigger than that now. Like that's, they feel like, mm, they, that's feel like they feel like they don't need mm. the mixtape. That's what I'm need. saying. But not nah, they call. I think uh, me and Grizella, we we just had a. Me and Wes had a couple meetings uh, a few weeks ago. Um, we're gonna do we're doing a mixtape with one of his new artists. 
It's kind of he, he fired too. He got he got some shit with him. Fly. I don't. I, I'm not gonna say no names, but now you we can't get an exclusive here. That's so crazy. <laughs> that's so crazy. You're not even looking out. Cool. For you're the known for media, the exclusive. The young Come media on. I, got, I, I mean, I, I look. If I wanted to drop a mixtape right now, I could because I got I got a bunch of songs like. Yeah. Everyone you can name. I got no. songs in the can. I don't know we, what you I've are done. doing. I don't know. You got easy bangers. Yeah, she oh yeah, she she heard she heard some of them. Yeah, you got easy she bangers. She refused to let him fly. Yo, he just be enjoying them to himself all selfishly. Nah, I be walking nah, in like, yo, nah, what nah. is like this? Like I said, like, you know, the Clarence shit, man, sometimes be a headache, man. So oh, like, yeah, sometimes yeah. it be time in. You know what I mean? So I plan on putting some records out. I'm just waiting for um a couple clearances to go through, man. You know, niggas be having their own agendas, so. Like, <laughs> well, Clue, we are nice. definitely waiting. You got new hope? Hmm? You got new hope? He don't even, I don't even think he be rapping no more like that. He Come on, look at how disrespectful we are. All he right. He don't be rapping All no right, because he loves, I don't even feel like what, getting Jay? into it. Love I, Jay. I would love to hit new Clue Hove record. He shits all the time. Why? Nas' ass. Yo, He's he shits crazy. on Nas all the time. It's crazy. It's disgusting. Your, your favorite rapper wouldn't say that. Jay Z would say he's right. Favorite he rapper is Joe Budden. <laughs> yo, bro, stop playing. All right, yo. so yo, <laughs> Clue, thank you so much for stopping by and kicking it. With Joe Budden won't rap no more. Thank, said, I, uh, I, yeah. I, I asked him to freestyle. I, like, I don't rap no more. Man. Thank God. Yeah, you wow. asked him for a freestyle. Now listen, when so Joe we're was not rapping, doing this. When Joe, no, was, rap doing when Joe was rapping, Joe was elite at rapping. When he was rapping, he was elite at rapping. I don't oh, want him rap no more. I want, like he just, just podcast. I want. I don't listen to that shit either. I just, just stay wow. over there. The podcast we done. Wow. We are on the Black Effect podcast. Network. We are on the Black Effect podcast network. We are on the Black Effect podcast network. A real podcast network. A real network. <laughs> okay. Y'all kids, y'all not gonna see him slander my man Joe, man. No, we don't have no network. But his network, he just what network? He got one podcast. Like the pretty tomboy network. Listen, listen, listen. You can't just do that. Listen, but. I wouldn't let no one slander you when I'm sitting here. They not slandering. I respect that. I Nobody slandered it. If, if she had saying. the pretty tomboy network <laughs> and they and no, you, and listen, it wasn't at, a network. At, at the end of the day, you got to start from somewhere. There was no such thing as Tesla. Was there? <laughs> no. There wasn't. I mean, there, there wasn't. You know what the fuck it was whole, until, that, until it came out and made all that money. What does it have to do with this? I'm just saying, you got to make a name, you got to build it. No oh, one, so that, no, yo, no one knew who the fuck. had a plan for that car for so, years. So that's, it so, just so finally got executed. Fuck was. Nah, so you tell me. <laughs> the JV it is just a thing. When Clue came out and Clue was just a question mark, that's what it was. <laughs> no, it was a question mark. And then no. when the shit blew, the shit blew and niggas just knew what it was. Oh my God. You got to respect it. So you going to start your podcast on the Joe Button Network? <laughs> I was I was on my podcast on my own network. Oh, okay. Okay, on, okay. On the Radio Network. Because you got real networks. That, that's all we're saying. You have networks. Hey, you got a brand. You got teach multiple the, businesses. Teach own. Teach own, man. Respect. Salute to all the entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, yo, cool. Thank you so much for stopping gotcha, by and kicking gotcha. it with us. Mouse, you always start. Like, Make sure y'all had... check out that T.O. Green featuring Rick Ross OnlyFans. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's out there right now. It just came out not too long ago. How else can they support you? What, if you got anything else going on, how can they keep up with you? Um, of course, you guys support Sovereign Brands, Bel Air, Vion, okay. McQueen. You know what I'm saying? Bumble. You know what I'm saying? That's the fan. Maybe you got to support that. It's a lot. You just had a lot of money just now. <laughs> <laughs> it kept ding, ding, DJ ding. Clue. That's what it is, man. You know what I'm saying? Support the fan. Appreciate that. Gotcha. Love, Clue. Thank you. Peace, y'all.
Don't miss an episode of The What? Hip-hop questions, legends, and lists. Listen and subscribe on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. The What? Hip-hop questions, legends, and lists podcast is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network, and our executive producer is Darren Byrne and produced by A-King. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.